I want to thank you for joining us that is Sunday morning on this evening. You're listening to SML Inside the Pages presented by Cornerstone Apostolic Church located at 524 East Pasadena Street in the city of Pomona. That is Pomona, California. Today is October 28th and this is Pastor Carl Henderson. Our Sunday morning worship begins at 8 a.m. Tuesday Bible study at 7 p.m. and Thursday's Acts of the Holy Ghost. We believe the Bible is the Word of God, therefore we are faithful, we are bold, we are the church. We believe the best way to face opposition is by obedience to the Word of God. Certainly we pray that you have had a blessed day. Um, again, this is Pastor Carl. I'm, I, actually, I'm, I'm here in, uh, behind the mic with LG. Hello. And so we've been doing homework, you know, um, and just going over a few things and, and just having some fun. Well, not all fun, you know, when you're doing homework, that's not always fun. It's not always easy, but we know that God expects us to be at our best. To be studious, the Bible says, study to show yourself approved unto God and man. And so we're not just studying the word of God, but we're studying what we need to study to understand how to live in this life. So tonight we're in the book of Acts, uh, beginning in the 21st chapter, bless you, uh, and the 8th verse, right after a word of prayer. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you, Lord God, for your goodness and grace. We thank you for your love and your mercy, your kindness, Lord. Lord, your consideration of all of us. Lord God, we honor you for your presence. We honor you, Lord God, for what you have done and for what you're going to do in our lives. Lord Jesus, we pray and ask that you would bless your word. Help, Lord God, to enhance our walk. Give us wisdom, knowledge, and understanding so that we can uh, have productive days. Lord, I pray and ask that you remember those that are sick. Lord God, remember those that are bedridden and cannot be in service. Lord, remember those that are uh, dealing with financial issues. Do you understand? And Lord God, and you know your wisdom and your knowledge and understanding will help bring about a change. Your favor. Lord God, is, in, is wrapped into all of your wisdom, wrapped into your knowledge, wrapped into your understanding, Lord God, and it gives us what we need. Lord, bless, Lord God. Help us to be good stewards. Lord God, I pray and ask that you would help us, Lord God, to cleave to and hold on to that which is good. Lord, I pray and ask that you remember the backsliders, stir their minds up. Lord Jesus, remember those that are in the valley decision. Draw them out, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. We're in the book of Acts, the 21st chapter, not going to be long, but just want to say a few things. You know, I was reading Acts and listening to it repeatedly. You know, if you can't read it um, throughout your day, uh, like everyone else, they put their headphones on and they're they're going at their work, doing what they want to do, they're listening to what they and we don't know what they're listening to when, when they got the headphones on. And, you know, as long as they've been getting their work done and it's not against company, you ought to have and have your word up too. you know, listening to the word of God, you know, and um, and, and just getting acquainted 
with God's will, getting acquainted with how and what he did for others, because what he did with them, for them, through them was examples of what he will do for us, what he will do through us and for us as well. In the book of Acts, beginning to 21st chapter, we know that Paul has taken Paul and those that was with him have journeyed on. And it says that they um, when they have finished their course uh, from Tyra, we came to uh, Telemus and saluted the brethren and abided with them one day. If you recall, uh, last week we talked about how one day, you know, that one act can make an entire can make a difference. A visit. Just spending some time, just a thought, just one act of kindness. You don't know what it will do for an individual. Now, I was listening. It, it reminds me of Les Brown. He it was a uh, a uh, motivation speaker. <clears throat> and so he had uh, was going through the train station and he saw a young man who was there selling pencils. And he stopped and he uh, patronized his selling when he saw him and something clicked in that young man and one day he ran into Les Brown I don't recall if it was at a meeting but he told him I was the young man that was sitting there selling pencils and how you respect me your act of kindness uh, did something for me and it triggered something in my life and now the young man is no longer selling pencils but he is a uh, executive uh, selling uh, for a corporation. And so one act of kindness, one day spent with someone can make a world a difference. And so as we go on to read, it says in the eighth verse, and the next day we were with Paul's company, uh, the next day we that were of Paul's company departed and came to Caesarea and entered into the house of Philip, the evangelist which was one of the seven and abode with him. Now, Philip, if you recall, he was one of the men that was chosen, that was considered with wisdom. Uh, he was filled with the Holy Ghost. He had a good reputation among the men. And so he was selected as a deacon. And in his journey, as the Spirit of the Lord led him, he came across um, uh, the treasurer. And uh, this treasurer was reading the book of Isaiah. And as he read through the book of Isaiah, uh, Philip was drawn close because he felt led to do that. Sometimes God leads you to do things and you may not know or understand why he is doing it. All you need to do is be there to plant the seed. All you need to do is be there to be a sprinkle of water, just however God wants to use you. And so he drew close to the caravan and uh, he listened to him. He was reading from uh, the prophets words of Isaiah and he asked a question uh, Philip asked him did he understand what he was reading and he said no and he asked him is the writer of this uh, passage talking about himself or is he talking about someone else so they he preached Jesus unto him and they preached Jesus from the Old Testament of course because there was no New Testament written and so we can preach Jesus Christ as being God we can preach the monotheistic uh, view, just like the, uh, the children of Israel did from the Old Testament. And he preached Christ unto him. And in preaching Christ, uh, that young man, the king, uh, the queen, excuse me, the queen's treasure, treasurer, uh, 
got baptized in Jesus' name for the remission of sin. And Philip was called away to be found in another city. And so here we are seeing him here uh, in Caesarea. And Paul meets up with him and, and enters into his house. And the same man had four daughters. So Philip was married and had four daughters or had been married. But he, here it presents that he has four daughters, which did prophesy. Uh, so, uh, you know, the Bible said, as Peter had ministered on the day of Pentecost, when the Holy Ghost fell, that this is that which was spoken of by the prophet Joel, that in the last days, God will pour out his spirit of all flesh and his sons and his daughters shall prophesy. And so we find here that these daughters, he has four daughters that are uh, have the gift of prophecy. So they are able to proclaim Whatever God tells them, God can use an ass. He can use a rooster. He could use anyone he wants to use, uh, male or female. And so uh, God is not, has no respect to person when it comes down to his will being done. The 10th verse says, and as we tarried there, many days there came down from Judah a certain prophet named Agabus. And when he was come unto us, he took Paul's uh, girdle and bound his hands and feet and said, thus said the Holy Ghost, so shall the Jews in Jerusalem bind the man who owneth this girdle and shall deliver him into the hands of the Gentiles. Now, understand something, prophesying, Speaking what God has for you to say is doesn't require, as we have seen, um, stammering lips. No, God wants the message made plain. Uh, the waving of the hands, running up and down the aisle to get the word out, doing a cartwheel, doing backflips, somersaults, or anything like that. It's whatever God has to say, you open your mouth up and you say it. And because God wants it clear. He wants it concise. He doesn't want you to diminish what he has to say. And certainly he doesn't need no acrobatics to get it out. And so the Bible said that Agabus uh, spoke and said, thus saith the Holy Ghost. Who was the message from? The Holy Ghost. It was very clear. God was speaking. And that he, the one that owns uh, this piece of cloth, now that girdle was used sort of like a belt around the wearer's waist and they would and so he wrapped it around his hands and said that you would be bound in other words you would be arrested you'd be taken captive and when he heard these things both we and they of the place besought him not to go up to jerusalem they was concerned with paul uh, they know that there had been previous attempts you know and not only on their lives but also on peter's lives and others and and they would have wanted to, they was concerned that they was going to lose Paul. But Paul answered. He said that, what mean ye to weep and to break my heart? They was, they was pulling on his heartstrings. They was touching his emotions. And so that lets us know that Paul, as much as he preached and rebuked and, you know, but that's not the, that's only one side of Paul. Paul was sensitive. Uh, Paul even said at one point uh, when him and 
when him and Barnabas got into it and he said Mark, um, uh, Mark couldn't go with them because he had left at one other time that, um, that uh, he even called for him and said, bring him to me because he is of good work. Uh, I could use him and he'll be of a good help. So he had reconsidered. Paul even talked about, he said, I, I became all things for all men. So even with his education, even with him uh, being uh, who he was, an apostle unto the Gentiles, being a Pharisee of, of the Pharisees, having a uh, study under uh, and, and understanding, having a good, he said, I became all things that I might win some. I didn't think of myself to be so high and mighty and God uh, and, and the you know, and the Lord made sure of that. We won't go into that this evening, but, but that, that I think myself to be more than anyone else. And so he asked him, he said, you know, you, you're pulling on my heartstrings. Why are you, why are you doing that? He said, for I am ready not to be bound only, but also to die at Jerusalem for the name of the Lord Jesus. Now, if you recall, when the Lord, when the Lord ministered to Paul, he meant he began ministering as, as Paul had went to the to the high priest and he got letters. He went to go and um, uh, to, to grab those that was preaching in Jesus name and to bring them back, arrest them and to bring them back captive. That they might stand trial and for heresy and, you know, for um, and uh, as the Lord ministered to him, uh, a bright light shine and knocked him off his beast. Sometimes God got to knock us down in order for us to be able to get up. Sometimes God has to, and I really want to say it another way, but uh, but uh, sometimes God knows, he knows just what to do uh, to get our attention. And so whether Paul was riding a horse or if he was riding a donkey, uh, God put him on his butt uh, to, and humbled him, made sure uh, as he ministered to him. And when he went down to Straight Street, that's where he went to. That all of us need to be on straight street. Uh, the road leading to the kingdom of God is not crooked. It don't have all these detours that that people that that have made. Uh, it doesn't have all these. Uh, it doesn't have all these potholes in it. It, it doesn't have a, a construction crew on it uh, working on the road while you're on the way. No, we're the ones that are being worked on, and we're being worked on by the word of God, and so. Uh, Paul, uh, the Lord said that uh, Ananias, I, I have somebody that's coming to see you. Ananias was afraid. Uh, he didn't know what to think. Uh, and he was questioning. And God said, uh, told him, look, this is what needs to be done. And specifically, he said, this man, is he will suffer for my sake. He'll go through something for me. How about you? Will you go through for the Lord? You know, are you, are you, uh, are you hardcore for Christ? I'm talking, especially, I'm really talking to those that have been uh, around for a moment. You've been saved for a little while. You understand some things. Uh, you know, as uh, John, uh, I believe it's John, correct me if I'm wrong, says that he called the, the, the fathers because they've known the way and he called the young because they're strong. But, you know, there should be something about the, the, the fathers, the mothers, there should be something about some tenacity, you know, some some 
stick to it. And there's some heart, some hanging in there during the rough times so that you can help someone else. Are you, where are you at? You know, uh, your car break down and, and you fall to pieces and all of a sudden God does not, your, your bicycle breaking. Now you can't, I just can't serve God. My bicycle is broken. I can't do it. I can't do it. I lost the bearings out of my skates. Nope. Uh-uh. Nope. I can't serve God like that. Are you, but I, I'm serving and going every place else, but nope, I can't serve God like that. No. Are you hardcore for Christ? You know, we can be hardcore and people don't like to use that word, that particular word. Um, my preference is really want to say gangster, but gangster has been defined as being a criminal act breaking the law. But uh, to me, it's when you 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 toughen up and you get with it. You know, um, just like when growing up, you was initiated into gangs uh, through going through the iron, their iron grid. And so their grid iron, you're going through that. And when you come out the other side, you have been initiated. You've gone through some 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 bruises uh, to get there. Well, those that live godly is going to suffer persecution. And I'm not talking about the persecution where your your bicycle now is as a flat. You can't serve God. No, that's not persecution. That's just rubber hit a thorn and you got a flat. Things happen and stuff breaks. Termites eat up wood. Rust eats up metal. You know, you leave something, you leave butter on the ground, it's going to melt when it's 100 degrees outside. Come on now. I'm not talking about that. But we allow those things, if those things get to us, then I have to say, no, I'm not hard. You're not hard for Christ when we allow things to get in between us and God. Uh, I believe uh, Paul would say, who shall separate us? Y you know, who's going to separate us? Well, everybody can't make that statement if things are separating you from God. And things, people, when you allow people to get in your way, and separate you from God, then then who can separate? Well, that person did it. You you can no longer make that declaration when you allow that to occur. And when I say occur, I'm talking about that continuance occurrence where you're now aware, you're aware of that and you allow that to occur. Then you're not hard for Christ. You're not our core. You're not down with it. Because, and the thing about it is that you don't want to say, uh, be in that situation. And at that time, God may decide to call your name and you're separated from him because you wasn't down. You wasn't down like that. You wasn't about this life. You wasn't truly about it because things people could get in between you and God. It shouldn't be like that. Paul knew how to be dedicated. He knew how to be committed unto the Lord. And so he was hardcore for Christ. Why are you doing this to me? I'm not. Hey, listen, I'm ready to even die for him. Well, Pastor, are you? Hey, listen, I'm not playing that, you know, because when you step out of time, you are stepping into eternity. And when you step into eternity, he's either going to say, well done, good and faithful, or he's going to say, depart from me. I don't know you. And so you need to make a choice and make that choice and decision now and not later. I mean, there are a lot of people that stepped out of time into eternity, and now they're choosing, at least they want to, they would choose him, but it's too late. 
because there is a great gulf between where they are and where those that chose him, those, I'm, those that was hardcore. You know, we, we're in the book of Revelation on Sunday mornings. And as we read the book of Revelation, uh, we see that there were those under the altar for the word of God and the testimony in which they held. That testimony said, I'm hardcore. I'm hard for Christ. Uh huh. That testimony said that for God, I'm, I'm ready. As Paul said, uh, I'm, I'm not just ready to be bound, but I, I'm also ready to die uh, for him. And those that was under the altar had died for him. And those that uh, that Paul that that John saw later on after he saw them, those that was marked um, in that uh, panoramic view that he was having. Uh, he also saw a great multitude. Well, that was not a great multitude that was saved during the tribulation period. He just saw a multitude of those that had been saved already. And so uh, they were hardcore. They had a testimony of how they stood for God as well. And so in that day, you, you also, uh, you get caught up. You're going to be caught up because you hardcore, because you're all about Christ. You know, and so Paul said, uh, I also ready to die at Jerusalem for the name of our Lord Jesus. And when he would not be persuaded, we ceased saying the will of the Lord be done. And after those days, we took up our carriages and we went to Jerusalem. Then went with us also certain of the disciples of Caesarea and brought with them uh, one uh, Nansen of Cyprus, an old disciple with whom we lodged. And so Paul ran into confrontation when he arrived there. There was people that was waiting for him. There was people on the lookout all over. Paul could not trust any and everyone. Now, he was going to give the word of God. It didn't matter if you was... If you were fighting against him or fighting for him, he was going to present the word. And, and so he went through a ritual after the Jewish custom uh, so that those that was Jewish would not, uh, they were already fighting against the word. They were already fighting against the doctrine. They were already fighting, uh, saying that he was bringing a heretic doctrine and that he was telling the Gentiles and telling the Jews that you didn't have to follow the law of Moses any longer? No, the message was to the Gentiles that they did not have to conform to some of the traditions. The only thing that the Gentiles were told was to abstain from uh, sacrifices, eating sacrifices presented to idols. You know, we have such leniency today in what we um, practice and believe, you know, um, and the and permission and uh, uh, liberties that we give unto ourselves uh, that sometimes it seems like we have no restrictions. Uh, we go on to do any and join into any and everything and go along with it. And, and because God is not uh, causing earthquakes and, and walls to fall and all of that, then it must be all right. And that's not so. There are some restrictions. There are some things that we should not be doing, some things that we should not be agreeing upon, some things that we should not be joining in and applauding. The Bible tells us that not to be a partaker in another man's sins. 
And so there should be disagreements with certain things, which means that there are certain things we won't listen to, certain things we will not watch on TV, or certain things that when it comes, we may even fast forward it because we're not interested in placing that in our minds. You know, uh, what is it? You are what you eat. And so we need to be careful with what we eat. I'm going to drop down to the 27th verse here in the 21st chapter. And it says, and when the seven days were almost ended, the Jews, which were in Asia, when they saw him in the temple, stirred up all the people and laid hands on him. So Paul, after his custom, was to go and visit church, was to go into the synagogue, to go into the uh, to go into the temple, and but they uh, they crying out, "Men of the men of Israel, help! This is the man that teaches all men everywhere against the people and the law and the place, and uh, further brought Greeks also into the temple, and have polluted this holy place." They didn't want the Gentiles in their temple. And they accused Paul of bringing folks in there. They grabbed him. They took him and they kicked him out. Um, and so, and for all the city was moved and the people ran together and they took Paul and they drew him out of the temple and they forthwith uh, the doors, they closed the doors and they went about to kill him. Uh, tidings came unto the chief captain of the band that all Jerusalem was in an uproar and that a Roman government did not want the city to be in an uproar. Uh, throughout the history of the Roman uh, Empire, when they was uh, had control and they were, they gave leniency to the, uh, to the Jews, uh, figuring that the Jews, if they governed themselves, they would have a, more peace instead of uh, so much rebellion. But these people had rebelled against God and they was out to kill Paul uh, for him preaching Christ and so they had threw him out the temple and they were going to kill him. That didn't persuade Paul. That didn't change his mind. Uh, he was a diehard. You, you know, in any relationship, that's what you want. You, you need a diehard. You know, you need someone that's going to stick with you. Uh, they're going to stick with you through thick and thin. They, when it's raining, they're going to be there with you. Uh, when the sun is shining, they're going to be there with you. They, they are with you. And so... The Bible says, and when immediately they took soldiers and centurions and they ran down into them. And when they saw the chief captains and the soldiers, they left from beating of Paul. Uh, Paul was getting physically beat, and this was not the first time. And Paul was being beat down, stomped, kicked, uh, you know. And so uh, you haven't come across that. So you haven't dealt with someone slapping you. You haven't dealt with anyone uh, hitting you with a stick or throwing a rock at you or beating you down uh, to be hardcore for Christ. You know, when you deal with those things, and there will be those that will deal with that, not my prayer are with you, uh, you know, and we don't know. It may be some of us that deal with that, and we don't know. But you must take a stand. You must take a stand beyond uh, the, the, the things that are in front of us. You must take a stand and be hardcore when everyone else have left off and people that have left off is even looking back laughing at you saying, you fool. You know, I wouldn't go through that. You're going to go through something and you're going to stand. I believe it's in the book of Ezekiel. 
that the there were those that were ministers that left uh, during the captivity. Uh, they left from doing God's will. And there were those that was hardcore, even during the captivity, and they stayed and they kept the word of God. There were those also that uh, that was just uh, of the sheep. I'm going to call them sheep, the laymen, uh, that left from doing the will of God and veered and went places and did things. And, you know, instead of stay, remaining hard, but those that remained hardcore, that cried out against the unrighteousness, the abomination and the action of the people, when judgment came, even during the captivity, God sent his, uh, his secretary down there and told, told his uh, person to, uh, I like referring to him as a secretary, uh, to go and put a mark upon those that were crying out uh, against the unrighteousness, that when the judgment came, they would not be touched. And God is sending a mark even now. And that mark is going to be for those, is for those that are hardcore. Those that are, that are holding fast, being unmovable, those that are crucifying the flesh, when the flesh try to rise up, they're taking a stand against it and not giving it a place. When the enemy rise up, not giving him a place, holding on, keeping everything in check. You know, Paul was one of those. He said, I crucify my flesh daily. I'm making sure I stay in check. This is a, a this is an everyday job. It's, you're not saved for an entire week, an entire month, an entire year. You save it for minute by minute, hour by hour. It's a step at a time. It's not, uh, uh, it's a marathon, as I heard one preacher say. It's a marathon. It's not a sprint. You might sprint in some areas, but you're going to have to pace yourself in others. And you have to hold on. You're going to have to take a hardcore stand for God. And as Paul said, I, I'm not just ready to be bound, but I'll die for God because the day is coming that you will. Those words are going to come. You will, because the Bible said it's appointed unto every man to die and then the judgment. And so uh, we're all going to stand before God and he's going to see himself because God is hardcore. Uh, yes, he is. Uh, the Bible said that heaven and earth will pass away, but his word is going to stand. That's hard. You know, it doesn't matter what other people do, what other people say, God's word is going to stand and he's going to be firm upon it. The Bible said that he holds his word even above his name. And, you know, at the name of Jesus, every knee is going to bow. Every tongue is going to confess that he is Lord. And so uh, you're going to stand hard for God. You know, uh, Lord, help me. It's, it's not just a prayer of help me to hold out. It is a determination that I'm going to stand fast for God. I'm going to hold on when the whole city is moved against me, when everybody else is looking and saying, hey, uh, this is the way the society is going. And we know that the society is going against God. It, it doesn't matter. I'm going to stand for God. I'm going to stand for righteousness. I'm not standing for a politician's view. I'm standing for God's view. I'm not standing for the admin. I'm standing for God. I'm standing for what he has to say because everything else is going to pass away. And everybody that's in the, un, under the administration, everybody that has a political view, all of that is going to be measured against the word of God. They didn't line up with what God had to say. He's the king of kings. He is the Lord 
of Lords. Mighty God. I pray and I hope that something was said to encourage your heart this, this evening. And, you know, let's hold on. Let's be hardcore for God. You know, this is Pastor Carl Henderson of Cornerstone Apostolic Church, located at 524 East Pasadena Street in the city of Pomona. Hope to see you in service. Until then, be blessed. Remember, the songs featured are respectively the property of the assumptions, the artists, and the producers. And, you know, give God some praise. Let's be hardcore for him. Let's not back down for anything because God is hardcore for us. <laughs>